0: The stars at night are big and bright. <laughs> Keep the heart of hockey. Oh. oh, I knew that was going to happen. Oh, my God. I think my stomach is bleeding. Oh, Jesus. Oh, sweet baby Jay. Oh my god, I'm going to cry. Okay. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'm just going to like sit here with my gut wound for the rest of the podcast. No, I don't actually think it was that bad. It hurts, but it's not that bad.
1: I still have a scar on my thigh from when... Laney did the same thing to me, actually. I
0: have. It was like two months ago. <laughs> uh, I, have, I have scars all over from fucking cats. Um, my cat was sitting in my lap when we decided to clap. That's what happened. <laughs> Welcome to Deep in the Heart of Pocky. As We're p- still and again at Marin's Condo, <laughs> where we will be for the rest of time, I think. Yeah. Uh, we are a podcast about the Dallas Stars fancy oh, stats and, of course, general shenanigans. <laughs> These being the generalists of all <laughs> shenanigans I'm Carolyn And I'm
1: Marin, And it is our 51st podcast Yay
0: Ooh.
1: It's also March 15th which is part of the thing that I usually say in the intro but The
0: Ides know. of March The Ides of March It ha- just totally stabs Caesar uh, there was this great post on uh, Tumblr that was a classic Caesar dressing bottle with a knife stabbed <laughs> in the back and somebody had reblogged it and they just asked, why does this have 23,000 votes? Because they didn't get it. And then all the blogs after that were like, nobody tell him, nobody tell him, nobody tell him. <laughs> and then you go to click on that guy's like blog to see if anybody ever told him and he had deleted the blog. <laughs> so I'm like, Somebody has told him. <laughs> Somebody has told him many times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Until he deleted his blog from the harassment. Whoopsie. I mean, don't be dumb on Tumblr.
1: Try not to be dumb in general. Like let No, I, you know, I totally had like I've had so many moments this week where I just had to be like, holy crap. Like the other day, it was something about the healthcare. The healthcare, the CBO report came back and it was like an extra fourteen million people will lose their health care by 2018, and then it like took me a good five minutes to realize that was next year. Yeah, I was like, "Are you fucking shitting me right now? <laughs> that is next year. twenty eighteen is next year.
0: yeah, oh, yeah,
1: you know how I know we're old that right there 2018 is
0: next year. You know how I know I'm old? 2019 will be my 20 year high school reunion.
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fucking think on that. Oh. I was looking, I was, I was driving to like Bible study or something, I think, the other day. And I was like singing along really loud to girls just want to have fun. And it made me start thinking about when I first heard that song, which then made me start thinking about middle school, which then made me start thinking about lots of things. And I literally came to a dead stop in the middle of the road and stopped singing when I realized that children that were born the year that I graduated from eighth grade can now legally drink and have been able to legally drink for a year. It's been 22 years since I graduated from the eighth grade. Which, incidentally, was also the year of the Oklahoma City bombing. Dating myself again. My barometer for, like, are you young or
1: not, used to be, like, were you born the same year as my sister? And now my sister is, like, a grown-up with, like, a real job.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. All of my siblings are in their 30s. We can't do that anymore.
1: Well, my sister is nine years younger than me. So, like, I mean, there's a good age gap there. And, like, for the longest time, like, we got along, but, like, we weren't, like, close because we didn't have anything in common because we were born so far apart, other than we both loved Disney movies.
0: And... Well, what what else do you need to bring you together, really? Right?
1: But so now I'm, like, holy crap. I can't even use that as a barometer. No. Like, that barometer is
0: busted. I know. But, ugh. What was was really sad to me was when, like, four years ago, when I went back to to college for a 10-year reunion, and I saw all these, like, current college students, and I was like, are you allowed to be out without a parent? (laughs) Like, what are you doing here? You're like, it's just weird.
1: Yeah, it's like being downtown. Do you want to
0: actually start talking about hockey now? Do we have to? We don't, honestly. <laughs> it's our fucking podcast. We can do whatever.
1: I'm actually, I'm going to start the
0: podcast with a reader question. Do we want to start the whole thing over again? That was like a really long teaser intro. <laughs> the stars, uh, no, I'm just kidding. My cat's not sitting on me now. She jumped <laughs> you can, you off. You give it a proper clapping. I <laughs> mean, she's, she's stalking me <laughs> over here in the corner. She's definitely watching Because that's just us. her way. Somebody's uh, watching me. <laughs> I have no privacy. Anyway, yes? <laughs> Reader question. So Jen asks, can we just pretend the season is already over? Okay, so I posted this last night, and honestly, it's one of the tweets that I'm the most proud of this whole year. I took the gif from uh, the, the princess bride of Humperdinck saying, skip to the end. <laughs> And the caption was just, me at the Dallas Stars season. (laughs) Because I would love nothing more than to just skip to the end of the season, pretend hockey doesn't exist, and then just, you know, yay, let's see what happens at the draft! (laughs) It'll be great! Oh, we're picking fourth? Awesome!
1: Oh my gosh. You know, here's my thing, like, so the last... I was thinking about this as I was putting together this
0: extremely detailed podcast talk. That is such a lie. You did it while we were sitting right here. (laughs) Now she's choking. Don't break my chair. (coughs) (coughs) So, in this extremely detailed podcast talk, our last two games,
1: we lost 5-1 to the Sharks, 7-1 to the Oilers. So that means that tomorrow night, if the pattern holds... We would lose 9-1 to the Canucks. Let's bring it on, man.
0: Fuck it. Burris isn't on that team anymore. I don't care if they win.
1: (laughs) You know, whatever we can get. Maybe we'll get some good Sedinery. I mean, 9-1, like, it would...
0: I wasn't on Twitter for the last two games, because quite frankly, I had better things to do with my damn time. Actually, I never watch games on Tuesday nights, because I'm at my brother's, but... Uh, I I definitely did not watch that game last night. I I got home and it was still going on. And my roommate gave me updates on what the score was. And I was like, you know what? Life's too short for that. (laughs) Right? I I just, I don't need to be that miserable. Because you know what? Even when I didn't watch the game, I still had the Dallas Stars tweeting out these hella depressing player interview videos all day today. Where I was just like, do I really need to see Sharp... Patrick Sharp, as beautiful as, and, like, dad-like as he is, look like he's about to cry about this season. No, I really, really don't. So,
1: one thing, I mean, and I think almost actually, I feel like almost everybody has, like, moved on already. Like, so, the good news, I guess you can call it good news.
0: Can we call it good news?
1: We're gonna call it good
0: news. Okay. It's not bad news. It is neutral to good news. Chaotic neutral, or just neutral neutral? Remains to be seen. Okay
1: so the dallas stars just won one of the two big free agents college free agent sweepstakes yes we did and um they signed a guy named
0: gavin b ruther i know how his name is spelled. you know what i'm gonna give give you that one i don't know how you say that either
1: um and he's a defenseman bay ruther, bay ruther i think yeah and he's a defenseman out of St. Lawrence. He is a left hand defenseman, from what I remember.
0: Yes, that's correct.
1: And that's good, because we do actually do have a lot of young righties that we're probably going to keep in the org. Klingberg being one of them, Honka, right. Stephen John's also probably staying in the org. Yeah. Um, and now we've got, uh, what's his face, the new guy from Monor- Montreal, Pat Pattern. And uh, so that's good. But the other, the thing that really kind of almost bothers me about it, and it's almost a guarantee he'll start in the AHL next year, just because that's generally what happens unless he super, super impresses out of camp, especially for defensemen. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because do we really need to be rolling nine defensemen next year?
1: That's my problem. Like, how much, like, so they... The the Stars beat out other teams to sign this guy. Mm -hmm. So to do that, especially knowing he's a college free agent, which means he's guaranteed to be on an ELC, which means he cannot make more than a specific amount. So he wasn't obviously looking at uh, money. And he wasn't really looking at probably the ability to stay close to home because he's, you know, friggin' 20 or 21 or whatever. Sure. So it was probably amount of, like, does he think this team can win trophies and is he going to get playing time? Lots of playing time, and so like the stars had to convince this kid that he's gonna get lots of playing time. And I don't know whether or not that's in the AHL, which is likely because we're gonna be we're still very thin there too. Or mm-hmm. he thinks he's got a real shot at the NHL next year,
0: which he also probably. I mean, he, he might, might even have. It depends on what happens with the rest of our UFAs, RFAs, RFAs. Both we have both. Um, and so I think that's
1: really my big concern is, like, are we just adding another honka? Right? Like, and there's something yeah. wrong with that. And the problem that people are coming back, like, people are saying, oh, we can deal from a position of strength. Okay, well, why the fuck haven't we? Okay. Yeah. That's where I am. I'm like, okay. That's legit. Like, I don't... Maybe I'm just missing the big picture here.
0: Well, I mean... Obviously, we are not privy to every single thing that Jim Nell is thinking. Right. We can only look at the moves he's made and guess.
1: But, like, at the same time, I'm like, I want to... I mean, I don't I look at the current group of defensemen that we've got and see a top six next year. No. And maybe this kid is part of that top six. Maybe. But if he's not... But if we sign everybody and attempt to deal from a position of strength and then
0: don't deal everybody... If we roll into the next season with Alexiak still on our roster, I'm going to be angry. Yeah. Nemeth, too, almost.
1: I, I'd be angry for Nemeth. Not necessarily angry that he's a Dallas star. Yeah. But just more like, they clearly don't trust him.
0: What? Well, yeah. Why do we keep him around?
1: Why do we keep him around? Though, here's my other thing about this, and this was actually uh, kind Honestly, of... Honestly,
0: if we roll into next season using at our as our, no, like, number, number two, two, I'm gonna be pissed.
1: We had So, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to bump up this reader question here. So, will Lindy Ruff be
0: back next season asks Nick. I the more the more they lose, the more I'm wondering if he even finishes out this season and they just Jim Nill has never From what Mike Heike has said, Jim Nill is not one to let go of people in the middle of the season. They didn't do it in I mean, they had Babcock for forever in Detroit, but, like, it's just not something that he does. Yeah. So, and if they just make it to the summer, they just don't have to sign him again. Right. You know, so.
1: I think he finishes out the season, but he's, he's gone. gone. He's for sure. There's no gone. way.
0: There's no way they can keep him.
1: And so here's my other concern, then, is if what we're talking about is partially the coaching staff, Because, let's be real, there's no reason for Lindell to be on the top pair, except that Lindy Ruff really likes him
0: there. Which is stupid, because it is demonstrably a bad pairing.
1: Said by other people who are not me.
0: But I have said it on this podcast before.
1: Oh yeah, no, I know. But like, I've been harping this drum, and now I feel like everybody's in chorus. I feel like we've got a good...
0: I never disagreed Steady. with you. I was just tired of hearing you talk about it. Because <laughs> <I know. laughs> nothing was changing. They're not, obviously not listening to us. so Right. Uh, and that's how they got into the situation with Fritz Place. That's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, so I think, I think my thing is then, well, okay. If part of the issue with our D is not necessarily having them all, but also how they are being used, then do we keep guys like Nemeth, who we think have something to give, I'm still I still think he does.
0: <laughs> and I Sammy says no. <laughs> that is her no tone. <laughs> that is her no tone.
1: Okay. Well then uh, Sammy's on the board of
0: not keeping Nemeth regardless of coaching. I think it depends on how else it shakes out because what I really don't want to do is roll into next season with eight defensemen again. Eight NHL defensemen. I just, that, yeah, eight NHL defensemen. I just don't feel like that did us any good this season. And yeah, part of the issue was that we didn't have the def- injuries to defense that we had the season prior. Right. And instead we had the injuries to the to the forward, offense, forward, the forward yeah. core. Uh, the offense. Um, but I just... It, it depends. It just depends. Like, that's one of those things that I, I would like to see him get a better chance, but also have not been 100% wildly blown away, but that's also his deployment, because he ends up playing with Alexiak a lot, All who, time. as we know, is an albatross around anyone's neck. Can you believe they had him defending against Connor McDavid? That's so funny. Oh my god
1: I'm trying to remember what I was doing last night because I know I specifically was like not putting on the Stars Oilers game and I don't remember if I was just I was
0: watching Shadowhunters at my brother's house he was actually also watching it with us um, I was going to say he wasn't watching but he was
1: oh I was writing a romance novel with a girlfriend nice that's what I was doing um, takes place in a quiet country town oh did I tell you I started reading that knitting one
0: Yay! the yarn store one it's actually pretty cute
1: I, aside, I'm so angry about this romance novel I just read. What I'm so happened? angry about it. So I picked it up on a whim. It was like a dollar. Okay. Right, which is my favorite kind of romance novel. Yes. And the title of it is Must Love Lycan. so it's about werewolves. Of course it is. So into it. Right? Like, I love werewolf novels. Who doesn't? This author has never met a plot twist she didn't like. No, I hate that. So, like, we start, this, the premise of the book is good. The premise of the book is there's this psychotherapist, Kelsey, who's the main character, who meets this guy, Damien, who is a werewolf, but he has been admitted to her hospital because he thinks he's a werewolf, and it turns out that they're mates, but she doesn't believe in werewolves. Which is the premise, right? right? Which is a good premise. Like it she's trying to premise. cure yes. him of yes. this delusion that he believes in werewolves, but he's actually a werewolf and they're actually destined to be together. Right, okay. That be yes, fun.
0: no, yeah, that's a good that's a good premise. I like it.
1: But but Kelsey's backstory is that she's only working in this particular hospital because she is an empath. She has never met another empath in her life, but she knows that she can feel other people's emotions. But But she
0: doesn't believe in werewolves? Point one! (laughs) How is she a supernatural being that doesn't believe in other supernatural beings? (laughs) Yes! There's that! Okay. Then, not only... So
1: her being an empath had her... Her backstory is that she somehow, like, ended up falling in with the serial killer because she tried to, like, cure him... And, like, he, like, killed somebody in front of her, and, like, her abusive mother, who turns out to not be her real mother...
0: Of course. Why would she be her real mother? A
1: famous psychotherapist herself, and, like, writes a book about it and has publicly shamed her daughter, and, like, she's under the weight of all these bills because she's been sued by the parents of the victims of the serial killer that she tried to help... And so now, and that's all happened off stage.
0: <laughs> this is so dumb.
1: Right? And so that's where we, like, that, that all happens before she meets her werewolf best friend, love, everything. Right. The minute she meets them, he bites her and turns her into a werewolf. Oh, no, without asking her? it's Yeah, he goes into like a
0: big thing. No, like, that's so rude.
1: Right. And then, but then it turns out that, like, her boss is some sort of demon thing. Oh my god. And, like, she has to escape him. I'm tired
0: already. Right.
1: And then it gets just even worse. How? How? How does it get worse? He is a prince. He is a werewolf prince. And currently there, he has basically abdicated the throne because he's gotten into a fight
0: with a goddess. There are now gods and goddesses? Three different goddesses. What?
1: What? What is this book? There are also three different kinds of werewolves,
0: including one that is a werewolf-vampire hybrid. Okay, I feel like I'm just given up because I'm so tired just <laughs> listening to this plot. Right? Yeah. Like,
1: I, and then at the end, and then like 50 pages left in this book, there's a MacGuffin. Like, 50 pages left, and the third goddess we meet tells them that they have to go find a chalice. I'm not shitting you an actual goddamn chalice. Also, there are super soldiers trying to track down and kill the werewolves.
0: I'm sorry, I can't, I don't even have a response. This is just stupid. Anyway, I was very angry about it. I am (laughs) very angry about it, too. And you didn't spend two days reading it. No, I wouldn't have spent five minutes reading it. I would have gotten to the first plot twist and been like... Twenty pages in? No, thank you. This is a portent of evil to come. Uh, uh. That was a poor choice on your part, friend.
1: I know. Mm. I know. But the problem is that like the first like hundred pages are actually okay, because it's mostly about her dealing with her attraction to this patient who she thinks is
0: You should instead read this knitting romance novel that I'm reading right now. I will I will get that for you.
1: Oh, oh, and here's my favorite thing that made me really, really angry about this. Your favorite thing that made you angry? Like, this is the one thing that, like, I was, like, really stuck on. Like, I literally put the book down, and I was like, no more for today. (laughs) (laughs) This is why it took me three days to finish this fucking book. I mean, it's not a long book. It's, like, 250 pages. So the vampires, including the vampire werewolves, have the ability to travel instantaneously. So on their trip to find this chalice, they get transported from Oklahoma, (laughs) which is the center of operations for werewolves in America. You know, I can see it because no one goes to Oklahoma. No
0: one goes to, I mean, I, I, it would, it would be there or Wyoming. Right. Yeah. To, uh,
1: the Black Forest in Germany, because this is apparently where the werewolf prince like lived. Oh, Okay. Sure. And so then the main character goes, Well, at least there's no jet lag.
0: That's not how jet lag works! There's still a time change. You're still showing up at a different time. What you mean is, at least you're not tired from traveling, you stupid hoe. <laughs> what is that?! <laughs> time that I was reading this YA novel. We'll get back to hockey in a minute. (laughs) We promise. That reminds me of the time I was reading this YA novel called The Air and the Spare. No? Called something else. Doesn't matter. It's called The Air and something. And it was about this girl who goes off to college in England and she is obsessed with England but somehow meets the prince who is also living in her dorm and doesn't recognize him. I don't know how it was stupid but the thing that it's reminding me of wait what was the last thing you said oh the jet lag she was talking to a friend of hers back in america and they mixed up who was ahead of whom in the dialogue and i was just like could you not just google that real quick (laughs) like literally
1: i can google what time is it right now in london yeah
0: yeah 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 I know.
1: Speaking of other things that make us make that noise, David Castillo asks, "Stop being polite and start being real, ladies." Essa has transmogrified into Finnish blue line Eken, hasn't he?
0: Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yes. Also, we've never been polite about Isla. <laughs> David Castillo, so I'm not sure which podcast you've been listening to us do. But, uh, we've, I mean, like, I don't think we've ever actually drawn that comparison, but I wouldn't be sad to see either one of them leave.
1: You know, here's my thing. I, I, and, and, and an, I don't actually call him an Ekin because I think he is actually a little bit better. Has, I can't tell anymore if there's any talent left in him because my, he's so poorly matched. He's so poorly managed that I don't know where talent ends and where. Coach
0: interference has begun But also to be fair You and I have only seen the Lindy Ruff era of the Dallas Stars Right So who knows the same thing with Cody Eakin
1: True Also true and here's But here's my thing I have actually And I, I stand by this comparison Because I think it works on several levels Lindell is not The Eakin of the blue line He's a Finnish version Of Chris Russell a slightly better finished version of Chris Russell.
0: Well, then, if you... You don't need to know anything, because if he's the finished version of Chris Russell, he just needs to go to the Oilers. <laughs> you know what? We should trade
1: Essa Lindell for Leon Dreisidel. You've got to your,
0: prove your blue line somehow! Right? <laughs> I'll take Leon Dreisaitl. Hell yeah, I'd take Leon
1: Dreisaitl. I mean,
0: obviously, because we do need more centers.
1: Did you see that the Lightning lost three centers in one game? I did. I did. I felt so bad for them. Uh, And then they still won. I know. I was like, good job. Which was amazing. Yeah. Good job. We have one more kind of this season starsy question. We have two more. I'm going to go ahead and read them now rather than during questiony time. Okay. Uh, Since we took such an aside. Yeah. Go
0: ahead and delete them after you read them so we don't try to answer them later.
1: So, Nick, who had asked about Lindsey Ruff, also asks, will the Stars get a new goalie in the offseason? I hope so. I
0: don't see how they don't. Oh, uh, well, I do see how they don't, and that's if no one will take one of the goalies we already have off our hands. I think they'll buy somebody out regardless. You think they'll buy somebody out? Because won't that... Okay. I know how the compliant buyout, well, compliance buyouts work, but we don't have any more of those. So, how do regular buyouts work?
1: We will end up paying part of their salary this year and then part of their salary next year as well because they only have the one year left on their.
0: Okay. That's it? That's it. Okay. Then, yeah. Okay. Then, yes, I do. I, I, I do. Def- I, I, if we can't get rid of them, I see us buying one of them out. I don't know which one. I don't know which one either. I, would just I, say, I feel like it's going to be Niemi at this point because Kari's had such a renaissance this year.
1: I think so too. I think Kari's the better talent, more talented goaltender of the two. And he's old, you know, so like... They're um, both old. Right. But like, I'm just saying in the, in the scheme of things, his game has gone down because he's older. He's had some injury it, problems. It's also
0: gone down because of that injury. Yeah. It, he was better before that. I mean, he wasn't great. He was, he's never been elite But he was at least good before that injury. Yeah. Now he's okay.
1: Right. And so I think part of it, so I think of any of them we'd keep letting in. And I do think, I definitely do think, and I just have this, like, feeling in the back of my head that we're going to get Steve Mason.
0: I'd rather have Darling.
1: I'd rather have Darling. I'm not going to lie. But I think Steve Mason can be really, really good. And Steve Mason's best years were with Jeff Reese who is the only person on the coaching staff whose contract is extending past next season or Mm -hmm. past this season I should say and also probably the only person whose contract deserves to be extended past this season and um, so I think I feel like that they're going to exploit that connection and you know i'm okay with that a little bit because i've seen what he can do with good coaching and he's best when he gets a lot of starts and so if we get steve mason he probably would take a lot of starts Mm -hmm. you know providing that he he's not injured or anything like that and then kari would just be a very expensive backup
0: how old is steve mason
1: 28 oh yeah um but he basically got dicked over by the flyers no he totally did so and it, they already extended My- michelle noiverth the baby daddy the baby daddy did you not hear about this noiverth got radka Gudos's sister pregnant wow
0: no i'm fairly i mean they're
1: dating i assume but like yeah toads dang And I almost wonder if that had a little bit to do with him getting extended over Steve Mason, because Mason, even with his bad year, has posted
0: better numbers than Neuberth this season. Neuwirth has always annoyed me. And that's because one of the first things I ever heard about him was him complaining in his native language to a native language newspaper about Holtby and how Holtby stole his job. Well, yeah, because Holtby's really good. Holtby's a lot better than you, son. (laughs) That's why he has
1: your job. It has nothing to do with anything else. Maybe, if you cared that much, be better, <laughs> yeah right, <laughs> okay, so there we go, so I don't feel <clears throat> i wouldn't I wouldn't mind Steve Mason, I would love darling, but I think the other thing that worries me a little bit about darling is that part of why he's so good is that he's so big, and so big goalies as we're seeing with uh, Ben Bishop, have a tendency to get really injured, mm-hmm. and so that would the that would be the only thing that scares me a little bit about darling. Also, he plays for a much better team right now. So, like, maybe, like, there's definitely a, your defense is better than our defense
0: component (laughs) that scares me. Whereas with the Flyers, their defense is also kind of a tire fire. (laughs) Oh, hasn't the I mean, like, the Chicago defense has had issues this season, though.
1: This season, but not, like, as far as his career with them is concerned. No, well,
0: but his career with them only goes back two seasons.
1: Yeah, but they're also, I mean, even though they've had issues this season, they're still
0: way better than our defense. True. That's all I'm saying. No, for sure. I, pfft, I would not argue with you <laughs> on that point. I'm just saying they're not, like, the wild. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> There's been a lot of people talking about Group Hour as a possibility, and i that's just not ever going to happen. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It has nothing to do with me and, and my opinion of Hour. It has me and my opinion of Brian McClellan, their GM, who will never let him out of their clutches.
0: Which, and, fair enough. Like, and, he shouldn't.
1: Exactly. So, so Grubauer's just strike him off your wish list. I don't understand. I don't see what
0: Chicago does with Darling though. He's well, he's UFA. So, like, well, I know, but like, they've talked about wanting to keep him there, and I'm just like, Darling, if you take a hometown discount just to stay, actually, literally in your hometown, like, you could get so much more somewhere else. And you are 28 years old, and you have only have so much playing time left.
1: And he has already got a cup ring.
0: And he have already got a cup ring. Which makes
1: his value higher to other places.
0: Yes. And he
1: is the one who brought them back from that Nashville series in
0: 2015. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Take the money and run, Scott. Take <laughs> our money and run. <laughs> do you see how much we pay goalies? <laughs> True. We'll pay you. All right, I'm going to do one more stars question. Okay. And then we can kind of move on with our, well with our podcast sort of uh Thortis asks given segs is 10th in scoring and jamie i think is about 12th which i don't remember off the top of my head but it's about right is rough right to hang the leaders out to dry and she also blames us for them losing to the penguins we told you
0: not to go to that game we did tell you not to go to that game i'm pretty sure i told you specifically that the stars play well against the penguins so, I don't know why you're blaming us. We weren't even at that game. <laughs> um... I... Here's the thing. In the beginning of the season, maybe... Maybe. But I don't I don't really feel... I don't really feel that it's fair of rough to blame it on... To blame it on them. Because... Because of where they are in the scoring. Because of... It's not the forward's fault. <laughs> you know? Like... And maybe he's talking about leadership in the room. I didn't actually see his comments, but even if he's talking about leadership in the room, I really feel like instead of looking at what the players are doing, you have to look at your own damn deployment of those players. I agree. And I don't think it's fair to pass the buck on to the actual players and not look at the fact that you are continuing to beat a fucking dead horse with Ace Lindell and John Klingberg as your first pair.
1: Right, yeah. No, I'm right there with you. I am right there with you. Like, you've got these... And I mean, granted, yeah. Jamie Benn put up 44 goals last year or whatever. It was close to that, Mm -hmm. if it wasn't that, exactly. And he's not going to do that this year. No. But you also have to look at
0: the people feeding him the puck. And, like, he's had Cody Eakin as his first line center for a while. Not the last couple of games, but for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like... He hasn't been playing on the line with Tyler Sagan since the first damn game. Yeah, like so. I, I, I really, I
1: don't, I don't. If he's talking leadership in the room, fine. I'm not there. I don't really know what's going on. All of these guys could be throwing hissy fits. Not what I would expect from them based on what I've seen them before. But like, it comes to for me. It comes back to that that quote. Um, I don't remember who where it originated, but culture is good when you're winning and culture is bad when you're losing right like these guys are the same guys I feel like they're probably leading the, the leaders are leading by example it's not like they're not the top two scorers on the team right you know, they're doing what they can. Yep. Jamie Benn is still playing in the penalty kill. Tyler Sagan is still doing really well in the power play. Like, I don't know what you want more from them. And there is definitely, like, the idea that, yeah, you could get more out of Jason Spezza. He's had a down year. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you can get more from Patrick Sharp, who is clearly playing injured because yes. he said so. Like yes. we Like, I mean, but, like... You also have to kind of factor that into your equation. Is that the, both of these guys have been really injured this year, and Jason Spencer still has forty points? Yep. So, like, I don't really know. I mean, I, I think they're just looking for something to blame right now, and they.
0: Well, what's he gonna do? Say I'm to blame? I mean, he's... No.
1: Right. Anyway, no, we don't blame the leadership. I think is really the
0: the answer. There. That is the answer. Ooh, this is the weirdest formatted podcast I've done in a while.
1: Yeah, you know what? I think it's partially because I'm drinking this beer, and this beer is very. One thing I thought would actually be really fun to talk about, and I'm going to pull it up for you so we can kind of review it, is this week there's been a lot of talk about the Stars expansion draft because everybody's over it as far as the actual season is concerned. Yes. And Nil has made several comments about protecting
0: Chushkin. Yeah, I don't know, I don't, I asked Mike Heike this, because I don't know when we started believing that he was going to come back. You know, I think when he left, there was kind of always a belief that he would come back after he well, and, there was, and learned. There was always the rumor that he really hated Ruff, and so maybe after Ruff leaves. That's also true. I hadn't thought about that, but I think you're right. Yeah.
1: Because the deal, really, it, like, it's kind of the same thing, like... Without Ruff at the helm, how is usage going to change? Hopefully it gets better for everyone. You know what? I haven't actually seen how Val is doing in the
0: uh, KHL. I don't know either.
1: Yeah. You know what I will say about the KHL? Their site is so much easier to use than it is than the NHL site. Ta-da! Look! Look at this! What? Right? So cool. I love it um players there's a search oh (laughs) he's not a goalkeeper that would probably be why i can't find him so in seven games in the playoffs nachushkin has one goal and three assists and is plus two with 21 shots on goal which is i can't
0: believe you listed as plus minus i know i'm I'm so ashamed. ashamed
1: In 36 games in the KHL, he had 11 goals and 13 assists for 24 points.
0: That's not that great.
1: Uh, it's pretty good. It's like .75 points per game.
0: Meh, I've seen better. Well, yes. I mean, Wait, well, 24 points in 36 games? Yeah. That's 67. That's .67. It's a third or two-thirds, yeah. Anyway, so, I don't know.
1: I think he could be okay.
0: Yeah, I'd be interested to see if he comes back. I don't know what happens. I only know that if we protect Alexiak in this draft, I'm going to scream.
1: Okay, well, here's what we can do as far as expansion is concerned. So, the thing is, we have to expose somebody um, as far as defense is concerned who... Has played 40 or 70 games this year and is signed through next year. So that's Dan Ham Hughes. He's the only one. Okay. Fine. Um, well, clearly, well, I don't think he's going to get taken, but he's going right. to get exposed. Sure. And that's really my big problem with, I think, a lot of this fan conversation around it is that like people are like, oh, well, let's expose this person. Like Vegas is just going to take them automatically. Right. Like, no, guys. That's not how it works. Though... George McKee may be my favorite GM right now, because he in this latest 30 thoughts told Friedman that he was like, Yeah, it's gonna be open season. We're gonna have 72 hours after we get this protection list. And if any GM wants some other guy, they can just pay us to take him. I was like, Yes! I love you! Do it! Jeez! Take Alexiac! Well, no, like, like if any other team wants somebody on somebody else's team, they'll be the middleman.
0: Oh. So, like, it's full-on Game of Thrones expansion
1: style. Shit, I can't wait for this to happen. Right? Oh, my God. The big problem is that they're still saying they're not going to make expansion lists
0: public. That's bullshit. I'm so mad about that.
1: Mm-hmm. But if we protect, obviously, Spezza and Ben, because they're a new new Mimic clause, Sagan, clearly... And Nachushkin, which is, again, something that um, Neil has said that he's probably going to do. Mm-hmm. That gives us only three more spots for people we can protect. And if we know, despite everything, that they're probably going to protect Cody Eakin...
0: That would be so dumb.
1: They're going to expose Adam Cracknell, for sure. And... They just signed Cody, e- uh, Cody Eakin, they just signed Curtis McKenzie. What about so, Antoine Roussel? What do you they think they're going to do with that? So the, that's where I'm going with this. So your next, are they going to expose Roussel, who's signed, or are they going to s- expose Curtis McKenzie, who's signed? Because I think that's your decision. Which of those two do you protect?
0: Uh, I protect both of those and expose Cody Egan. Well, Right but I'm just,
1: like, going from their perspective.
0: Well, their perspective is stupid. Don't protect Cody Eakin. (laughs) I mean, like, there's your answer. (laughs) Don't protect Cody Eakin. Um, I think it... With the season that Anton Roussel has had, I think it would be stupid to not protect him. Yeah, and, and I
1: see this. And so here's my thing about Vegas, is I've done several of these mock drafts, and assuming that they're drafting not just to get the returns of trading somebody... Which we can't really assume, but, like, going in with the best of intentions.
0: Sammy thinks that's stupid. Sammy is also mad that we're talking about protecting Cody Eakin. <laughs> <laughs> even the cat I deserve is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her looking at me now. She's mad. <laughs> That's what happens. That's what happens. That's what you get, Sammy.
1: I I mean, I agree. I agree. I agree. You protect Roussel and you don't protect Eakin and... I don't know. So, but here's my thing about here's my thing about Vegas is like I said, if you're going into it with best of intentions, and they're trying to draft a team that's going to be good not this year, but maybe a couple of years down the road, there's like no forwards. So I feel like they'd be more likely to reach into our forward pool than they would be to reach into our our defense pool. Hence my ent- entire bitchiness over the whole Jordy Ben would get claimed if it expanded is that they're going to have plenty of Geordie Benz to choose from, whereas they're not going to have that many decent forwards to choose from.
0: Which is why we expose Cody Egan and not Antoine Roussel. They would take Antoine Roussel. That's what I'm saying. And, I, and again, I, I just, like, bitched at fans
1: for saying that, but, like, there's very few quality forwards going to be available, and Roussel would be one of the higher-end forwards at a very low cost to do that. And it's, it's not like his contract is super long. Long, So, like, it would make sense for them to pick a guy like Roussel
0: mm-hmm. and not a guy like Jordy Ben. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I would be so mad. I literally would be the maddest. I mean, they could go for one of our really young guys, but, like... If you have Roussel available, why would you go for one of the really young guys?
1: Uh, like, Jamel Smith so showed some flashes... Sure. And Mackenzie has been decent this year.
0: Sure. But if you've got Roussel available, why would you go for either one of them? Hmm. I'm just so happy we re-signed Cracknell. Me too. Though I did just protect both
1: Eakin and Roussel. But, like, not Mackenzie, obviously.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'd rather protect Mackenzie than Cody <laughs> Oh Yeah. Oh, well. All right. What's our next question? This is fun. So today... Oh, the women's national team. Today, the U.S. women's national team uh, put out a statement that they were planning on boycotting the IHF um, World Championships until they had some fair wage and practice demands met. Or movement, even. They didn't even say met. They said movement on the discussions with USA Hockey over fair wage and development concerns for women's hockey. And um, the USA Hockey reply was pretty bullshit. Yeah. And implied that they were doing enough to support women's hockey, that they themselves were... Um, putting a lot of resources towards their the Olympic bid when they, in fact, actually calculated that resource plus the U.S. Olympic Committee's resource, and then um, said that they were doing a lot to further the development of women, of girls hockey and stuff like that when they quoted no numbers on how they were doing that.
0: And, uh, yeah, I was, I was wildly unimpressed.
1: Then the women fired back, basically saying, you're all a bunch of liars.
0: Nice, I didn't see that.
1: Oh, yeah, like they were like, this is a misleading and disingenuous statement. Ah, wow. The thing that really got me, and I mean, a lot of other people have talked about this on Twitter and stuff, but the thing that really got me about the USA hockey statement was that they were committed to icing a uh, not valid, but a, a decent hockey team for worlds, mm-hmm. regardless. Of whether or not these women they had chosen go and then i'm just coming back to like okay but who goes
0: yeah who are you gonna get to go
1: and it's a really sticky situation for anybody who is not initially named that team then because there's like okay well do you you don't really want to piss off the national team especially if you're young yeah. because you're probably planning on like really hoping to play for them
0: that sucks
1: that sucks a lot for the young girls. Yeah. And I mean the you the under eighteen teams actually already posted that they're like standing in solidarity with the the women's team and stuff like that. And it's been really great to see like
0: a lot of the women's soccer players come out in support of the women's hockey players. There was a there was a retired uh, women's national team member that also that was, was also very supportive. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, well, Julie Foodie, I think that's her last name, is the one who wrote the wrote an article for ESPNW, and mm-hmm. she is part of the women's national team, uh, soccer team, that took on USA Soccer to get the better contract that gets women a living wage, basically, to be professional soccer players.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: And um, it's because of their fight that they we now have, like, a good women's soccer team, basically. Not a good, like... I mean, they were good before, but, like, the ability to stay... You know, in the in the sport, kind of thing, and so it was really good to see like her, and then like Alex Morgan came forward, and I know she's retired now, but Abby Wambach came forward and like tweeted in support of it and That's stuff. Cool. So you're st- starting to see a lot of solidarity there, but like, my, I mean, who the fuck are going to break the U.S. women's national team strike line? Somebody's going to. Who would cross that line? I don't know any names off
0: the top no, of no, my head. No, no, no. But I'm just and, saying like. like Really, do you want to be that person? No, I wouldn't, but you know, like, some, they're going to appeal to somebody with, and, and talk about what you're talking about, the future of their, of their future with the women's national team. <clears throat> it's so awful. I don't know who. It's probably not going to be a team that wins anything.
1: Well, so here's my thing, is I think... they Aren't we hosting it? Yes. Didn't I read that? You are correct. We are housing it in Michigan. Well, that's embarrassing. And they would face a penalty if the U.S. didn't play. Like a $15,000 penalty if the U.S. didn't play. And that's why this is such like a timely yeah. statement. Is that they're really, they've got a lot of leverage right now. And it's, it's not like their demands are particularly high. It's just like they, there's zero dollars invested in them in growing the girls game at a national level. Mm-hmm. And it's all done through, like, local, like, oh, we have a girls team and stuff like that. Right. Or, like, high schools and colleges. And, again, even before, like, before the NWHL existed, there were no paid professional players in the U.S.
0: Mm-hmm. None. Right.
1: And it's not like they make a huge amount of money right now, even before salary cuts. But there were zero <laughs> before. Right. right. And so it's one of those things, it's like, yeah. And I, God, I really hate the argument that it's like, well, if there were one league and not two, there was one league for eight goddamn years. Today, this is the 10th anniversary of the CWHL. This past one was the 10th anniversary. How many fucking times did the NHL support them before the NWHL existed?
0: I mean, I'm pretty sure it's zero. It is zero. Yeah, you are correct. Good job. A
1: plus.
0: (laughs) So happy. (laughs) Pat myself on the back.
1: Do you want to go to reader questions? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Okay, so the very first question is Larry Joe asks, I believe we need a review of the casino night footage. Because talking about actual hockey will make everyone cry. And
0: neither Carolyn nor I have watched any of the
1: casino night footage. So we are going to watch as John Klingberg gives his perspective on the Stars Foundation's annual casino night at Park Place Lexus. Jeez. Oh, hello.
0: Oh, Jan. Hello there. John Klingberg This is casino night. Here 17. Does he have
1: his little baby hair still sticking out? I think he does. Oh my gosh. His like, hair is so slicked back. sheeting
0: Is that true? I can't say that's true, you know, like when you're really good at something people target you like like stupid stuff and that's what you guys do, they send because I win all the time. Oh <laughs> all he does is win. All he does is win. Oh, oh, Remy. Remy.
1: on him oh my gosh that's because tyler is an actual stick
0: accusing him of cheating you're like, but he just said
1: you're like bringing a second deck yeah. or something but it sounds just like dick
0: yes it does <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, this look at this. Do we really oh, think he loves beebs? And do pro- think he really loves beebs He Biebs. probably yeah, does like, I Biebs. mean, if, the, if anybody it's loves true. Bieber, it would it's it John Cooper. That's true. to go. Because I'm Is this Swedish <laughs> TV, Okay, guys. <laughs> Is I'm not lying I'm about gonna the go slurpees get, they actual slurpees now. yeah i know i know <laughs> there were actual slurpees in the slurpee machine there I get a slurpee. why don't i work for slurpee i want to work for slurpee i want to work for slurpee when they go to the dallas stars casino nights <laughs>
1: Um, I think it just validated my entire decision to purchase a John Klingberg jersey last year. I
0: think that was a good decision. Um, it just validated my overall overwhelming love of John Klingberg and everything he stands for. And I just wish we could get him a better defense partner. Yep. Yeah. Sam. So. Such a good. Such a good. Such a Good um do you want to read the next question yes i believe it's my turn and i don't have anything to say about this jen asks uh isabel cup playoffs i want a prides pride buttes rematch nwhl awards i like that fans got to vote for three stars the season Also, awesome. my love for megan bozek is never ending bozek bozek yes
1: um i agree that megan bozek is a maze um, she won Defender of the Year this oh. year, which I thought was really great. Um, especially since... So here's your thing. So Jen is an unabashed Buttes fan, as am I. I am, in fact, wearing my Buttes. Are op- you wearing it because of this question? No, I was wearing it in solidarity with the uh, Women's team. Oh, nice. <laughs> I literally I was like, I need to get dressed. I should, I'll should. i go ahead and put this on. Um, But... The riveters, they, The riveters deserve a chance to run, to, to run, take on the pride again for the championship. They have been by far the second best team in the league. Mm-hmm. like the pride ran the pride almost had an unblemished record this year, except for their last game against the, the riveters who held on for the win, and they have a, a phenomenal rookie goaltender in Katie Fitzgerald. You know, Amanda Kessel's back. She's healthy. She's raring to go. I mean, she has almost hit... She's the points per game lead, but, like, she's in the top five points of the team, and she's only played, like, of the league, and she's only played, like, seven games. Oh, wow. Like, Amanda Kessel is the real, real. And Rebecca... Well, Mc...
0: Phil Kessel has always said she's the best player on the team. Right, like, I mean, on the family. So, like, she is the
1: shit and uh rebecca russo who is also a rookie who was a rookie walk-on in tryouts like free agent tryouts like she didn't get drafted like she wasn't like a very well-known player around the around the -hmm. the northeast and so like this second year she kind of she tried out for teams and got signed and um she's been phenomenal um janine weber has really shown her stuff this year so like I mean, the Pride are still probably the most dominant team, as their record indicates, because they are basically the U.S. Olympic team. Mm -hmm. But also, like, I'm rooting for the Scrappy Ribs to take them on and take them down in the championship. You know
0: how much I love an underdog story.
1: I do. And I love an underdog story, too. And I I think it would be really good for the league for the Pride to not win. Like, yeah. it, would be, it would be understandable if they did win because they are so good. Like, I mean, there's no team with Brianna Decker, light of my life, that is not really good. But, like, it'd be good for the league if the if the Rivers won.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool.
1: And I, I, the, I don't think – there's no way I think the Buttes are getting – there's no way the Buttes are getting past the Rivs. And because those playoffs start tomorrow, actually, with um, the Pride at the Whale. Or, sorry, vice versa. The Whale at the Pride. And then um, the Buttes at the Riveters mm. on Friday. Um, that's not tomorrow? That's... Well, no, but the, the Whale-Connecticut. Oh, uh, the, okay. The, the Connecticut-Boston okay. game is tomorrow, and then the uh, Riveters uh, gotcha. game is on Friday. So I really, really want a Pride-Riveters
0: finale with... You know what else happens tomorrow? What else happens tomorrow? The Mass Effect and drama to preview happens tomorrow. <laughs> Do you know what I'm doing tomorrow night? <laughs> I'm guessing watching Sandra playing all of that. Playing the
1: preview? <laughs> I'm so excited.
0: You have no idea how long I've- Oh, well, you probably do. I've been waiting for this forever. Oh,
1: I I know this because specifically we were trying to make plans to see the beauty and the beast, and I was like, oh, I can go on this day, and you were like, I cannot.
0: <laughs> go well, on this day. She was trying to plan it not for this weekend, but next weekend. So the preview is this weekend and there's 10 total hours of playing time so like i don't care when that 10 hours happens because i won't get the full game till tuesday but i get the full game tuesday i have taken wednesday afternoon off because i'm not doing anything wednesday night and i'm going to be playing the from like the moment i get home at eleven i'm going to be playing until i go to bed thursday night i've got a lot of bullshit to do Friday until Sunday in the afternoon when I go see John Scalzi at book people, I am not leaving my condo. I am playing. I am <laughs> ordering pizza to sustain myself and I'm also going to buy some things that I can microwave quickly and not have to take too much time away from playing because I hope to have it beaten by Sunday so I don't have to go back to work on Monday and wonder what the fuck happens at the end. <laughs> this is my plan. <laughs> I like that plan. So that's why, no, I did not want to go to Beauty and the Beast with you the following weekend. (laughs) Because I literally took time off of work to play this damn game. I hope no one from work is listening.
1: (laughs) Hey, as long as it's not like you've called in sick to work. No,
0: and honestly, like my boss, I literally told him while I was, why I was taking time off. He doesn't give a shit. Like, he's also a gamer, so (laughs) it's fine. All right. I'm going to read you this question because I think this
1: is a really interesting one. Okay. So, this is our last question of the day. Chris, How long have we
0: been podcasting for? It's an hour. It's oh, an wow. hour already. Dang. I mean, we had the very long asides. We had several very long asides. You're welcome for talking about romance novels for 15 <laughs> minutes.
1: Chris asks I don't know if this has been discussed, but we spent all weekend, I'm assuming at the, the Vancouver Hockey Analytics Conference, debating whether the NHL will be the first North American pro sport with a woman star.
0: I could see it. Um I could see that or I could see baseball. My inclination is baseball. And the reason that I would say either one of those is because hockey is more of a contact than baseball because I feel like there's too unless you have there's too many physical disadvantages for a, like a game like football unless yeah. you're a kicker.
1: Yeah. Well, you know,
0: that actually could actually that honestly it, like it's a dark horse one. That is a dark horse one. Because I feel like it's a cra- like I feel like either one of those any of those three because I feel like Hillary Knight could so totally take on any any comers um in the NHL that she wants to. Or yeah, if you yeah, have like, like a lady goaltender. Like, like yeah. I uh, mean I could see that happening too. I don't I
1: really So here's my thing. I don't think it'll be hockey because No, because there's not they're just not Well, so here's my thing. It's a different way to play. No, and this is why I think it's not going to be hockey ever. What is that? There's already a size bias. There is, but
0: Hillary Knight is already bigger than half the dudes on some of these teams. She's 5'10".
1: I mean, she's a good... She's good size. Don't get me wrong. But, like, there are teams that still really, honestly, are very uncomfortable drafting under six feet. And so I could just... And while you're getting some smaller guys, like the freaking Blackhawks just signed a guy who's literally 150 pounds. But like, while-
0: <laughs> yeah, but their star is Patrick Kane. So
1: right, but that's, so there, while there are a few teams who would be willing to take that shot, I think though a lot of those teams, like I mean, obviously Johnny Gaudreau is like five six. He says he's five eight, but he's not. He's lying. Oh, you know, he's, he's totally lying. I have this confirmed by several people. Um, Like, it's you would have to be not only the best player in women's hockey, but you would have to be the best player in men's hockey, too. Yeah.
0: I, and... and
1: Yeah. I feel like it's either going to be baseball or football now that we've talked about it. And so... And because not only would you have to overcome the size bias and the contact game bias and blah de blah de, blah but you would have to overcome the inherent... Sexism that goes on with it. And so when yeah. you... But when you've got a team sport that does a little more role players, like a could kicker could work pretty well because it's a very specific role. And... And then I think almost like pitch has the right idea, isn't it? And there's actually women pitchers in various professional leagues across the nation. Like there's a team in California, and I cannot for the life of me remember the name... Um, who already has two female players and they're, uh-huh. they're hella minor league, right? But right. like they already signed two professional contracts, two female players. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing
0: about that when it happened. And, and we already have, we already have ladies playing kicker positions in college football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be one of the two of those first.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be a very, very specific role player. And in hockey, you don't have specific no, role except players for, except for goalies. goalies. Yeah. And unless you're going to get a 6'4 lady playing goal, which actually there is a really, there's like a six foot girl doing um, high school. She's still in high school or was when I read about her. Uh-huh. So she could be either high school or like very early college playing goal in like Missouri or something like that. And she's supposedly really good. I'm fairly confident she's still in high school. Yeah, but and she would need to, like I said. But the thing I think she, any woman coming into the NHL would have to be not only the best woman woman's player in the world, but the best, one of the top ten men's players in the world. Yeah, that's true, and it's it's unfortunate, but yeah, super true. But you could get away
0: with a female. I wish we'd left a fun question for the end. This is depressing. I just... I
1: didn't... I think we like this... This has been an unintentionally depressing podcast. Yeah. Like, I feel... Like, part of the reason that we put off the podcast, is we were supposed to podcast last week, is that we both felt like crap, and we were like, this would be the saddest podcast ever, and then we, like... We did it, and it's still the saddest
0: podcast ever.
1: But unintentionally so, because I don't feel like crap anymore.
0: No. Well, I still am having some issues, but no, I don't feel like crap. I just have... The inevitable conclusion of every single tree pollinating at the same time, which is that I can't breathe through my nose all, all that much.
1: I'm just now depressed by the inevitable conclusion of sexism.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, like that's where I, that's where we've ended this con- this podcast, which is why I'm so sad now.
1: Tree tree sexism and actual sexism. Yeah, I think all I at the just same drink time. More. All right, we're gonna drink more. My name's Carolyn. You can find me on Twitter at Classlicity. My name's Marin. You can find me on Twitter at Marinish. And you can find our official Twitter at Deep Hockey. And if you have a longer question, comment, and or concern,
0: you can email us at deephearthockey at gmail.com. You can find our Tumblr at com, and our official blog at DepardHockey.WordPress.com. Bye. Bye! I'm going to name my writer Carolyn. Carolyn Writer. <laughs> She's